Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Happy hump day, everybody. This is Trevor Davis, wealth coach up here at Total Wealth Academy. Hope your week is going great. Happy Wednesday. As always, we're going to start off with the Einstein quote, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. And something that I've really been thinking about changing recently is the organization of my actions throughout the day, chiefly in regards to putting off actions that I need to do versus doing a bunch of other stuff that is not really that important, that is just entertainment, short-term fun, that doesn't really get me any satisfactory long-term outcomes. I'm, of course, referring to procrastination. And this is a topic that we've gotten into a little bit on this show. You've probably heard Steve talk about it multiple, multiple times. But I'm really realizing that the more I look at things through the scope of not procrastinating, the better my days end up going. Whenever I'm going to just take the idea that I'm going to filter away the procrastinating actions and identify first and foremost what it, what it is I need to be doing, that ends up making it to where once I do get to those fun activities, it, it's much more enjoyable because I don't have this stress in the back of my brain nagging at me that just insists that there's all of this stuff that I need to do because there literally is this stuff that I need to do. So whenever I take that filter and apply it to literally the next action I'm going to do, it actually reduces my stress significantly and gives me a more positive outlook because it's so crystal clear once you break it down which activities are important, which activities are going to make your house hold cleaner, better, like doing the dishes or something more complex like do I need to make some calls to some realtors, some wholesalers to start finding properties or continue looking for properties or upgrade my property stream or do I need to reach out to a vendor and a lender to figure out exactly what I'm qualified for in terms of a hard money loan or a conventional loan, whatever it is, there's an infinite difference between the person that's just going to think about doing those actions and the person who actually does the action, the person who actually picks up the phone and starts taking this process seriously and is not going to continue gambling their time through procrastination, to procrastinate and say that maybe someday something will change, I'll get an inheritance, or maybe I'll win the lottery or, or something crazy sudden like that is honestly what a lot of people seem to be gambling on when they're not making these correct plans that get these results in the long term that are a little bit more difficult, that are sometimes very contrarian to the people that we're surrounded with. But that's just the way the world works financially. You have to make these plans. You have to create these investment portfolios that allows you to build wealth 
without having to be at those wealth building instruments 40, 50 hours a week. And it's ultimately extremely simple. Like I'm really discovering everything really is. That's just the way you have to approach this. Procrastination, though, in particular, is something that allows people, that prevents people from getting to the financial position they want to be in. During the course of our free sample class, we ask, why are you not in the financial position that you want to be in already? Could it be in no small part to procrastination? Specifically, the example that we present is not our own. It's from a TED Talk by a man named Tim Urban. And might have heard this story already, but I'll give my own take on it. Tim Urban was a master procrastinator. His experience during grad school was that every single project that he was assigned, every single bit of homework he was supposed to do, he procrastinated on. He would watch TV. He would scroll through Netflix. He would scroll through social media, hang out with his friends, talk to his friends, go out to bars, just a whole bunch of stuff that's otherwise very constructive and very fun, but there's the specific objective in the background here that's not being attended to, that's not being completed. And ultimately, because it's not being worked on, it's going to nag you throughout the entire time you're doing these otherwise enjoyable activities. That, to me, is the biggest motivator when it comes to the choice between doing one activity that's constructive versus the activity that's the entertainment, relaxing, and hopefully sharpen-the-saw-oriented activity like those relaxing ones. There's very, very, very high levels of stress put on people that know that they're not doing the things that they're supposed to do. And I feel like should and suppose is not really the compelling verb choice because it just, it sounds lecturing. It sounds like something that's been given to us by somebody else, like you should do this or you're supposed to do this. Or it sounds like something that's not directly connected to who we are as individuals or our own worldview and our own individual goals. So for the lack of a better term, let's just bear with them for the moment and say that there are certainly activities that if you have a specific goal in mind, you must be doing to achieve those goals because the relaxing activities are not going to do them necessarily. And maybe you get to a point where the proactive activities end up being relaxing too. But for the rest of us, and I would say 99% of us, that stuff is hard work. And that's why it's called hard work because it's not something that we automatically do. It's not something that we're gravitating to as the easy stuff that allows us to relax and de-stress after a day of hard work. It's stuff that we have to consciously commit ourselves to. And most of the time, it's going to be very annoying during the entire process, especially when you're trying to start. So Tim Urban's experience after procrastinating like crazy was that he started to identify 
the three creatures in his head that were directing him. These three creatures formed the decision-making process of whether to take action on something, whether to create a plan on something, or not, or to screw around and procrastinate over and over and over again. And y'all have heard us talk about the survival brain and the thriving brain a bit, but let's detach that for a moment when we get back and talk about these three specific creatures in your head that guide you when it comes to taking action on something important. This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show, y'all, and we will be back after the break. Stay tuned. If you have money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is Trevor Davis, Wealth Coach at Total Wealth Academy. And yes, if you want to call into the show to talk about procrastination today, maybe if you have a story about procrastination that you would like to share, uh, don't be shy because I'm going to share my big procrastination story with you all here in a little bit. Call us at 281-558-5738, or you can send me an email, trevor at totalwealthacademy.com. Now, Tim Urban's three creatures that he identified, and I just want to make sure that we're distinguishing that from the example that we typically highlight between survival brain and thriving brain that we like to talk about here at Total Wealth Academy. He says specifically when it comes to taking action on something or procrastinating on something, there's three influencers in your brain. There is coincidentally, number one, the rational thinker. The Einstein, as he shows during his presentation, shows a picture of Albert Einstein as the rational thinker. That is the one that creates the plans. That is the one that creates rational thoughts and rational actions. Second, you have the instantaneous gratification monkey. And then you have the panic monster. When you're trying to get out of procrastination, which one of these three things is going to be your best friend to stop procrastinating, even if it's the last possible moment, and get you to take action and complete a project. Now, the funny thing is most people will raise two fingers up and say number two. And my guess was number one, but the answer is number three, the panic monster. The panic monster is going to wake up whenever it's almost too late, not too late, but just almost, whenever you have a project due at work or a project due at school and you have almost no time left, but you have just enough to get the project done, hopefully to an acceptable level. So that panic monster has been asleep most of the time, waiting around because it isn't going to activate until it's that close moment. It's not going to just wake up whenever you've got weeks worth of time. 
It's going to wake up when you have just a couple days or even a couple hours. So that's been asleep the whole time. But then the panic monster wakes up, screams at you, and gets you to take action because he scares away one of these other creatures. And he scares away the creature that's causing us to procrastinate. So who is causing us to procrastinate? Is it the rational thinker or is it the instantaneous gratification monkey? And then typically at this point, people vote number one, the rational thinker. And I think it's because we think that that thinking portion of our minds is constantly hijacking us and keeping us away from thinking about the things that are important and therefore doing the things that are important. But this is strictly the rational thinker. Your worst enemy in this scenario with procrastination is the instantaneous gratification monkey. The instantaneous gratification monkey is going to be the part of your brain that makes you want to spend your time doing all sorts of non-productive activities. And I just want to be careful with the use of the word non-productive and productive too, because I'm not just talking about producing for other people. I'm strictly talking about producing for your goals, whatever it is that you've set for yourself that you're striving to achieve, that you've written down and are striving to accomplish. Because there's going to be really just one or the other. Very, very simple. But the instantaneous gratification monkey does not understand nor care about long-term enjoyment, long-term happiness. He is focused on getting a fix like a drug from the dopamine that is produced in your brain. The dopamine is most heavily associated in production to short-term, easy activities that can be completed in minutes, if not seconds. You get a small rush of dopamine whenever you do something that's very easy, required minimal to no effort, and entertained you, was fun for a moment, and then could be gone in an instant. So the instantaneous gratification monkey in all of us is going to make us watch sports, make us watch TV, binge on Netflix. The really funny point I like to talk about is that have y'all noticed how in Netflix advertisements and streaming advertisements, they're not just saying anymore to watch the show. They're saying binge the season. Because it's not normal to just watch one episode in a sitting anymore The expectation is that you're going to be sitting there for three or four hours watching an entire season in one go. You know, binge the season, binge Squid Games, binge the boys. That is, I just think that's an extremely funny point, and it's not really something that should be encouraged, but that's what they're doing with those ads now. Um. You've got the TikTok out there that causes people to procrastinate for long periods of time. You've got these little like five second or shorter videos and you just infinitely scroll and TikTok's algorithm is so targeted that it's just going to send you exactly what it thinks you like based on what you've put your heart, put your hearts down for, um, who you follow. And I get it. Everybody does it, but... 
it just seems like TikToks is so, so egregiously anti-privacy and just so explicitly close to whatever it thinks has to be that ideal for whatever portfolio it's building of your personality and your likes that that one that one is scary i mean not to mention that it's not an american company either i i'm not a fan i don't encourage people to use that app whatsoever we've all got these instantaneous monkey gratification monkey activities lots of them so if you've got a project due and let's say it's literally something assigned at school or work and you had 30 days to complete it are most of us going to be completing that activity in a segmented way day after day after day? Definitely not. Most of us are going to probably wait until that last week, or maybe at best wait till the halfway point and do it in two weeks, but we're not going to piecemeal it so much to where it's literally one section every day for like 30 minutes or less. Not at all. Most of us are procrastinating and getting to a point where it's almost too late, and then you don't have as much flexibility in case things go wrong. You just have to really roll with the punches for the inevitable challenges that come up, especially as the project gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The bigger the project, the more challenges that come up, the less leeway and less flexibility you have as the deadline approaches. So here's my story. And y'all can let me know if you've got an experience somewhat similar to this or identical to this. But my worst experience procrastinating was when I was back in high school. And this was during an AP English literature class during senior year. It was the last semester. School was almost over. And you would have think by now, being somebody that was almost all straight A's, not all, but almost, that I was somebody that didn't procrastinate, or at least I had my crap together. That was not the case at all in either. I was very sloppy student. I mean, I did my homework. I paid attention in class. I wasn't BSing around when it came to that, but I was not organized at all. We had literally almost an entire month. I want to say it was right at 28 days to complete this project about a book. And I was doing this project on a book called The Things They Carried, which is about the experience of the war in Vietnam for American soldiers. And fortunately, I'd read the book already. That wasn't the problem. The problem was we had to write eight to 10 pages non-double-spaced about this book with this very specific guideline. We had to create these flashcards, and we had to create basically this entire presentation that wasn't presented to the class, but it was very comprehensive. It was, it was just a very large project that was given four weeks to complete. How long do you think Trevor, in high school, took to complete this month-long project? Did it take me two weeks? No. Did it take me a week? No. Three days? Nope. Two days? Not quite. One day. I completed a month-long project in one day. It was due on a Monday, so what day did I do the project on? A Sunday. When I woke up at 7 a.m. 
after performing in the marching band at a football game late Saturday evening. So I wake up, I'm exhausted, I'm physically exhausted. I have to do all of this writing all day. Everything that had to come into this project I did in the course of one day. And I literally completed it right around 2 a.m. the day that it was due. And then I wake up for school at 6.15, just over four hours of sleep, and then I turned it in. Why in the world did I behave in this manner? Who was in control of my actions during this entire time? The instantaneous gratification monkey. So when we take a look and we look at our actions on a daily basis, is that monkey in control of our behavior almost all of the time? And sometimes the answer is yes. Once we get back, y'all, we're going to continue talking about procrastination. And if you want to call in, 281-558-5738. We'll be back. The stock market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. This is Trevor Davis from TWA. We just talked about my very unpleasant procrastination experience, and I want to invite you all again, if you've got something you want to share about procrastination or want to share it anonymously, you can send that to Trevor at TotalWealthAcademy.com. But if you want to do it over the air, call us at 281-558-5738. The fun funnest experiences I have is when I ask this question, do you procrastinate or how have you ever procrastinated? There's either the, the laughing, the smile, and then the, the raising of the hands, or it's the arms crossed, staring, not moving a muscle. Or there's the one time when I had a lady that shook her head violently at that insinuation. That one was pretty funny. So she insisted that she had never procrastinated, and I wasn't about to do this during the context of this class and call her out on the BS, but everybody's procrastinated. I mean, once you really break it down, most of the time we're procrastinating on something anyhow. I mean, we can't have perfect actions and perfect organization, but we aren't here forever either. So we want to make sure that we're organized enough to be able to behave in a way that gets us to the actions that we need to be taking and not keeping, just keep getting stuck in the loop of the instantaneous gratification monkey actions. The, the getting stuck in that loop of digital media and the reason that it's important to highlight it as digital media is because based on what I was able to find, it appears with some signs 
that procrastination has gotten worse over the past 40, 50 years as we've increased our dependence on electronics. In the 1970s, according to this article that I'm looking at on social.com, S-O-O-C-I-A-L, this had the most concise organization of the most interesting statistics on procrastination I could find. And in the 1970s, only 5% of adults considered matching the chronic procrastinator title. And now it sits at 20%. So that's four times higher now in the year 2022 versus in the 70s. And obviously this is not that long ago and it's still part of our the modern age and post-World War II, but we can definitely argue that with the advance of digital technology and the accessibility of procrastination act, procrastination activities, that it's become much easier for us to procrastinate. And what is the thing that the instantaneous gratification monkey loves? Easy. That's the main thing that he enjoys. He doesn't want to do something difficult like even lifting weights or exercising or cooking a good meal or reading a book about relationships or engaging in a conversation with your loved one or spouse that might be a little challenging because y'all had some sort of disagreement earlier in the day. It's just that's not what the monkey wants. The monkey wants to push everything under the rug, bury your head in the sand, plug your ears with digital media, and make sure that your brain is constantly consumed by distraction. And that's how a lot of people are living their entire lives is with distraction, with distraction after distraction. Because if it's not going to be something, there's not going to be something in there that gets that long-term result, that long-term happiness with some of the brain hormones like oxytocin, which is a binding chemical that's produced whenever you hug a loved one, um, kiss your spouse or significant other, um, hanging out with family, hanging out with a very, very good friend. That's stuff that the monkey does not understand because that's stuff that had to be built over the long term. So to give us credit where credit is due. It's clear that we're not procrastinating on every single thing if we've got results in something like that. But when there's something that we really want, it's not coming to us on its own. We have to make it happen and take action on it without letting the monkey control our behavior over and over again. So right now, the 20% of the adult population are chronic procrastinators. It's probably getting worse as the day go, days go by and more and more people get on stuff like TikTok. You're probably not going to be surprised to know that the age group of 14 to 29-year-olds, teenagers and young adults, procrastinate the most. The worst procrastinators statistically are young men. Apparently, as time goes on, we end up being better at not procrastinating, but the worst offenders are Yours truly, master procrastinator for basically all of my teens and 20s. This is the experience that I had. Procrastination was king. I was 
procrastinating all the time. So this doesn't ha- this doesn't surprise me whatsoever. The next thing here is they say that around 80% to 95% of college students procrastinate. I want to say 100% of college students procrastinate because everybody I talked to at college talked about procrastinating at one point or another. Or, you know, didn't directly say it, but just said, I have this project due. Man, I don't know. I don't want to do it. It's due tomorrow. You know, what am I supposed to do? And, you know, here we are out out and about and having drinks at a bar or at an event. It's like, well, yeah, I don't I don't really know what to say to that. You really shouldn't be here. First of all, you need to go back to your dorm and start start working on it. The next thing is the methods of procrastination. Overwhelmingly, as as I've talked about a while back, but one of the biggest things that Americans use to procrastinate is watching movies and television. People across the country are watching sometimes over a full day of the week of television. In some areas, it's a little bit more. Some areas, it's a little less. But that is considered the number one method of procrastination. Number two now is social media. But the interesting thing is that social media has been something that has skyrocketed ever since Facebook became popular. And now it's basically at 58% is what the rates right here are what people are using to procrastinate. So 61% of people reported that they procrastinate watching movies and TV and 58% using social media. And of course, with that being so new and TV being around so long, you can see that with that amount of time, it's probably only going to be maybe next year or the year after that the social media ends up taking over watching movies and television. And the social media, the Facebook, the, the Twitter, the Instagram, the TikTok, all of that. But number three is good old-fashioned sleeping. That's literally one of the biggest ways to procrastinate because you just shut your whole brain off and don't do anything at all. Then they've got talking and texting on the phone, hanging out with friends or significant other, 28% playing games, video games, reading, and shopping at the bottom with 8%. So I'm a video gamer. That's definitely my number one procrastination tool. That's something that I've recently set a plan to manage that time that I use to play video games, which is steadily just been going down ever since like I graduated college anyhow and I suppose that's part of getting older as they talked about the younger men have the worst procrastination and then it gets better but just for an example this procrastination activity could be anything that you're using right now but for me I explicitly set along a time that I have the opportunity to do so and that time on a weekday can only start at 9 p.m. So if I want to play video games, that's the only time I can do that, and that's allowed me to focus on doing more productive things because I've completely isolated that instantaneous monkey activity away from this other part of the day. So I have a good 15, 12, 15 hours of time where I'm 
I'm doing all of this other stuff, like reading, for example. That's a big thing that I've really meant to focus on, especially with this new year, is to make sure that I increase the amount of reading that I do so I have the explicit time to read. But that's something with with the success I've had just doing that, I can recommend to people if you're looking to break out of your number one monkey business activity is to set aside a specific time for you to do that activity. No more and no less. If you say, for example, that you're not going to watch the football game when it comes on, but you're going to stream it later at a specific time, that allows you to also save the time of the commercial breaks, most likely depending on what streaming service you're using. It also allows you to control the presentation of that football game so you could fast forward to the highlights if you wanted to or get to the end of the game if you were really just wanting to go do something else. But you wouldn't be consumed during that entire time. Whatever it is, I think the first thing I want you to do from today's show is to identify what is your number one instantaneous gratification monkey activity and set aside a specific time of each day for you to be able to do that activity. One or two hours of monkey business to refresh you rather than disengage you and distract you. We'll be back with the final segment of today's show, folks. Stay tuned to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to the final segment of today's show. I'm Trevor, Total Wealth Academy's lead wealth coach, and I want to give us the market update for stocks just to stay updated with everything that's going on, as I've promised. So the bad news is that stocks are down pretty bad once again. I've already emphasized that I'm doing all of this based on the year-to-date percentage values. To get an idea of what someone's money is doing as we've gone through this year, which seems to be going into a recession-type event. The Dow Jones is now at negative 12.51% year-to-date. That is the second highest level that I've reported since I started doing this. One, two, three, four, five, six seven, eight weeks ago. So this has been for the past two months that I've kept these updated because three weeks ago we had a slight uptick and I I emphasize that this is how these downs come. They don't just, they usually don't go in a straight line down. That's very, very unusual and very shocking if we go from an extreme high point to an extreme down without any sorts of humps in between. So that hump three weeks ago caused it to go up a little bit, but it was still in the negative. And now we're back down once again. S&P 500 at negative 15.5 and NASDAQ being the biggest loser still, 
That's been the biggest loser out of these three stock indices. Negative 24.37% in value. So those people with those stocks that were in those stocks at the beginning of the year have lost significant value. And to make it clear, they're not making money. They're losing money. This isn't just some fun game where we just pretend like this is okay. This is not okay. This is not good for the vast majority of people who are not going to do the extremely risky strategy of short-selling stocks and are just trying to have a decent retirement by the time they get to age 65 and 70. So for those of us that were born in the 50s, you know, Somebody born in 1952 is turning 70 this year. So they're right around retirement age as the people born in the 50s. But anybody trying to do so this year with those retirement accounts is going to be in a very stressed position. And we already know that this is what happened during 2008 and 9 when people retired then and they were completely screwed because they lost huge amounts of value, 33%, sometimes 50% or more. The, those are the two those are the two ones that were thrown thrown to me from two people it was a 33% value loss and 50% value loss from 2008 and 9 if you decide to stay in stocks you need to have a realistic outlook and understand that the down markets are always going to come but the up market is always going to come too but right now that's that's little help for people that are seeing these severe losses Let's get back to our procrastination today, round out the show, because we've talked about younger folks, we've talked about college students, but let's look at what happens in the workplace. 88% of employees admit they procrastinate for at least an hour per day. Now, I'm not just going to tell everybody that they need to work their butts off for the company, but that's, that's quite a bit of time to procrastinate at the workplace and it's probably not going to give you the best impression for your boss if you want to end up getting a promotion. It's, it's not a good look. Believe it or not, 76% of entrepreneurs report procrastinating for one to four hours per day. So that's pretty shocking that even the entrepreneurs and the self-employed folks are procrastinating as well and sometimes quite severely. And then you have an estimated 10.9% of salaried workers that don't procrastinate. I, I still don't understand how somebody can assess themselves at never procrastinating. Um, I feel like that's going to be a bit of an ego attachment thing because everybody's doing something that's technically procrastination. But some people insist that they do not. But then let's look at the motivations behind procrastination. If we understand that doing an activity that we need to do and getting it done completes it, gets it out of the way, and allows us to enjoy the other things much more, why isn't that enough motivation for us to just do those projects? For me, the light bulb moment was after I was really thinking about my high school example and it wasn't the idea that I should have done work for those whole four weeks every day. 
that wasn't really compelling to me. And that was what I was told left and right. Like, oh, you have this month long project, Trevor, you should just do a little bit of the project every single day, work for it 10, 15 minutes each day. And then you'll do that last 10, 15 minutes the day before it's due still. And then you won't be stressed about it. But what doesn't make sense to me is if I was capable of doing this entire project in less than 24 hours, what if I had literally taken that project the day it was due and completed it the day it was due? What would have, what would have been my outlook for the next 27 days? I would have been completely de-stressed from that project. I would have been able to do the monkey business that me as a high school kid was going to do, but without that stress in the background of knowing that I need to do this project and every other moment that I'm thinking, that's that thing in the background saying, hey, don't you need to work on this project? That's sort of the panic monster before it's in panic mode. Just whispering, saying, well, is this really the best thing you need to do right now? Play Oblivion for hours? No, probably not. But that still wasn't enough motivation. But if I could have gifted myself that peace of mind, I'm just so interested to think how I would have approached other projects once I'd gotten to college. How I would have approached other projects throughout my 20s. And that's something that really motivates me the most when it comes to doing my actions on a daily basis. Avoiding the stress of not doing something you need to do. Tony Robbins says it best, we're going to avoid pain three times as much than gain pleasure. I decided to attach that pain with that experience and remind myself that I'm going to feel a hundred times better and more well off if I just do the stuff that I need to do first. Then I can do the monkey business that I want to. Then I can do the video games that I want to. Because yes, that is my number one monkey business. People are procrastinating Mainly because 50% suffer from this, they pinpoint the nature of the task as the reason to procrastinate. The task is either viewed as boring, or here's the important one. The punishments or rewards for the task, completed or not, are in the future. So this is not going to be something the monkey understands because he wants the short-term stuff he, d- he can't even comprehend the idea of a long-term payout or punishment. That doesn't matter to him. The monkey doesn't care even if you end up getting 10 times the pleasure from completing this activity. Because it's not completed now and done now and it's not easy, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to do it. That future planning is something that makes it definitely much more difficult. Tiredness is apparently another one. Low self-confidence is a severe problem as well. But the ultimate impact of procrastination is that 94% of people 
report that procrastination negatively impacts their happiness. There's no way to mince words about that. Because when you've got your projects done, when you've got literally just open time in front of you, your stress levels drop dramatically, at least in my own experience. That day, that Saturday, before that Sunday I did the project, was literally one of the most miserable days of my life. Because I was at the football game, and all I could think about, even while I was in the marching band marching on the field, was I have to wake up early and do this project. The picture that they took of us after completing that that performance, you can literally see me with a thousand-yard stare like a ghost because I'm so upset at myself for procrastinating for so long. Do not put yourself in a position financially to where you feel that pain of procrastination at the worst possible moment. Folks, if y'all want to visit us tomorrow at 6.30, we will have our free sample class. Sign up at TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash class, TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash class, and you'll get to meet me. Hope to see y'all there, and hope y'all enjoyed the radio show today. Don't procrastinate. Find out that activity and break the monkey out of your brain. See y'all next week. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.